What's going on guys? Welcome back to the Breakthrough Society. I'm your host, Irvin. And today we don't have one guest, but we got two guests on the show. We got my dude Luigi and my dude Matthew on here. Uh, they're both partners in the Shield Advisory Group. And uh, today we have a, a, a special special one because these guys are very knowledgeable in what they do. The financials, funding, uh, loaning, crediting with all the other in the business field right so if you have a business which i know a couple of you guys do that you 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 have trouble with your finances or you think that you might need funding in the future uh you definitely want to check this one out guys so before we get into the show with luigi and matt just make sure to share this with anybody that you think will benefit from it um i know you'll definitely get some value from it because these guys are fucking very knowledgeable in their craft so when you you listen to this um if you know somebody that's going to benefit from this information just go ahead and, and share to them uh, share it on your social social media tag us um also go over to facebook you have facebook join the facebook group of the breakthrough society movement just go to the search bar and just type in breakthrough society movement is the only one that's going to show up or uh go to instagram and just type in breakthrough society and you'll see the page go ahead and like it message me man interact you know all that good stuff right so with that being said guys thank you guys for listening and let's get to the show matt how are you guys doing Doing well, Irvin. Thanks for having us, man. Really appreciate it being here. Irvin, we appreciate it. It's a big honor. Oh, yeah, man, for sure. So this is a special episode because it's not just one guest, but it's two guests. Oh, we do everything together. So, it's a tag okay. team. You get two for the price of one. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. So uh, where are you guys out of? Uh, you, you both live like together in the same state or different state? Well, I, I originally grew up in New York City. That's where I met Luigi when I was working back on Wall Street. And then in 2015, I actually left Wall Street, started Shield Advisory Group, moved to Florida. And Luigi is actually still in New York, unfortunately, trying to get him to move down to, you know, the We still uh, haven't the found a state, state big enough for both of us, so we might have to move to Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hell yeah, dude. So, uh... Like you're still in New York City and you're what part of Florida are you in, man? I'm in a place called Winter Garden, you know. Um it's very different by than Orlando? Yeah, it's right by Orlando. As a matter of fact, I actually uh Disney owned the property where I built my house. The developer bought it from Disney, we built it up. Um and we're actually less than a mile as a crow flies from Magic Kingdom. So when Disney was putting on the fireworks Every single night, we knew what time it was because we saw them in our backyard. So every single night, once the fireworks go off, you knew it was 9 o'clock. Kind of like growing up in New York City. You know, my parents always told me, you better get your ass home by the time the street lights come on. Well, we tell our kids, they better get to bed by the time the fireworks go off or right after. Mm. <laughs> That's a good, uh, uh, what's it called, like alarm, just to know, like, yo, get your ass to bed. Yep, exactly. And how about you, Irv? So I know you're you're in Texas, right? Yeah, I'm in Austin. So is it true everything's bigger in Texas? <laughs> yeah, it is. That's true. <laughs> Where are you from originally? 
from deep south uh, Texas. It's called McAllen, Texas. Okay. So that's about uh, 30 minutes or so from the from the border, Mexico border. Nice. Very nice. And what made you move to Austin? I know that city's blowing up right now. Yeah, well, initially, you know, I lived there. I grew up my whole life there. I, I've always lived there. My parents and my sisters are still there. I I initially moved to, to Houston about three years ago, 2018. And uh, I went to, to go play soccer for a uh, semi-pro team. So that's, that's why I moved. And then uh, after that, you know, I just wanted to find something to do because I was bored most of the time and just get make a little bit of money. So that's when I started, you know, with the company, not with the intention of building the company, but I just started working and it just grew. And uh, I just moved to Austin in January just because I like it better here. Nice. Yeah, Austin, that city's on fire right now. The real estate market, you know, you have uh, Joe Rogan just moved down there, Elon Musk. <laughs> I, I think you're getting all the Californians moving out that way. <laughs> what's, the, what's the feeling with you guys originally from Texas, the, the original Texans? How do you guys feel about the California drove of people moving in every single day? Uh, I mean, a lot of people don't like it because they think like all the other all the companies coming out here, right? Like uh, Apple's building a, a headquarters, I think Samsung too, uh, Tesla, Tesla. Um, so a lot of people don't like it because, you know, their taxes are going to go high, higher and stuff like that. But like, I, I mean, I think it's it's good for the city, but as long as they don't bring like all that California shit down here. We I think exactly it should right. be good. They got to remember why they left California in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Right. The sad thing about uh, uh, Austin is that Austin's blue. So, I mean, like the mayor and stuff like that, it's already, you know, kind of a little bit like California in some ways. Yeah. Hey, Irv, man, I just want to say this going forward. I've been listening to the podcast, watching you on social media. I really take my hat off to you, man. You're doing some great things and you're really helping some people out there getting to know. And there's one thing that I saw about you in particular. Looks like you're into boxing a little bit, huh? Uh, my sisters are. Yeah, I don't box, oh, but they do. Oh, your sisters are the boxers. That's even cool. Because I want yeah. to ask you what your thoughts were on the Floyd Mayweather, Jake Paul, and the, and the Paul brothers <laughs> on that situation. Um, I mean, I think I mean, it's definitely, they're doing, definitely doing it for the clout, for the money. Um, like, I, I don't know how, like, I mean, I, I got, I think Floyd is going to win, but either way, I mean, they're both, they both uh, are confident out there then they both believe that they're going to win, right? Which is what you got to do. Uh, but I definitely think it's, it's, you know, that's what it is, is the clout for the money, which I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but it's just like all marketing. Well, yeah, it's showmanship at the end of the day, right? So, I mean, love them or hate them, Logan and Jake Paul, man, the name of your show is Breakthrough Society, right? These guys really stepped up and broke through. They started out making videos on YouTube, and now they're fighting some of the most famous athletes in the world. It's pretty cool. Luigi, what are your thoughts there? Matt, I'm a little bit of a loss. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I don't follow boxing at all, so I'm just uh, – <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning on the fly. Right. So – there's these two brothers that were YouTube stars. Um, they were make, they're making millions and millions of dollars off YouTube endorsement deals with the grid. And then one of the brothers got into boxing and he started boxing pretty well. Um, and he actually, uh, he beat 
just recently an MMA fighter, right? And he beat another professional athlete before that. And he called out Floyd Mayweather, right? And the money team, right? And Floyd Mayweather and him are going head to head soon, but they're making this big controversy out of it. You know, um, Floyd is probably about, I don't know, I think he's a foot and a half shorter than the Paul brother. And, uh, Basically, they, they took his hat and ran away with it. So there's this big marketing spectacle all over social media. It's just a hype to pump up the fight, in my opinion. Kind of like Conor McGregor when he was throwing stuff at a bus and stuff like that. They're really getting into it. But I just thought that was interesting. I thought you guys might know a little bit more about that. But that's okay. You know, to, to, to put it in Irvin's terms, uh, Irvin, and I know you're a big soccer player and, and a fan, but it's like uh, the street soccer star that can never make it to the pros because he doesn't have that discipline or the technique, but he's great mm-hmm. on YouTube because he does all these tricks, but those tricks don't translate to the pitch, right? So I'd be curious to see if this guy can take on a pro like Mayweather. When's the fight? I think it's coming up soon. Yeah, I don't know June. the exact date. Hold on, I'll get it for you shortly. I think it was like June June something, so it and, should And let be, me guess, it's gonna be one of those like $50 pay-per-view specials. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, what? They were like guaranteed like 100 mil or something like that each. Yeah, pull up the exact dates and how much they were doing. And just give me a second. Urban, I say I say we go down to Winter Garden for two weeks. We train Matt. The guy's built like a tank. He's 6'4", 300. We get this guy in shape. We'll do a pay-per-view event. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm more – I am I would be more <laughs> of the rough and rowdy I don't think I'm taking on the, the uh, Logan Paul or uh, Floyd Mayweather, just to tell you. But, however, the fight's June 6th, right, on pay-per-view. So you know it's going to be a payday for both of them, which is amazing. Oh, and man. there's absolutely yeah. no shot Floyd Mayweather's going to lose this fight. <laughs> you know, he's undefeated. Yeah, so. man, his whole credibility is going to go down if he does lose a fight yeah. to a fucking YouTube star. But let me no, ask you, like, like a guy like Mayweather, it's got to be a huge payday because he only has to lose, right? The the prestige and his reputation, like like Irvin says, if a guy like that loses to some no name who's a YouTube star, I don't know. Yeah, like he like he can't because everybody's gonna be like, man, what the fuck? Like, you yeah. know, he went what fifty and over in in boxing against the pros and. He lost against a YouTube star. Like, what the fuck's wrong with them? Kind of thing. So, like, I don't think it's like the Harlem Globetrotters. They can't lose because of that. Yeah. So that's like my opinion. Like, I like, I have a feeling like that's the way that is gonna go. But for them, like, I mean, the Paul brothers, like, I don't think they really give a fuck because they're just getting paid, and it's all just for like putting their name out there. So there's no exact number yet, but I mean, the rumor out there is Logan Paul is going to get uh, $10 million just for the fight. So, I mean, Mayweather's probably looking at another $100 million, right? Yeah. Those are some serious numbers. Yeah, but it's also $10 million to permanently reconfigure your face. So that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And for, for a shitload more people to know who you are. So that's like the, the interesting thing about it. And, and a lot of people hate him because of that. Because, like, oh, man, you know, they started as YouTube stars. Now they're, like, doing all this shit that I guess they weren't, like, made to do. But it's, like, if you look at the 
the shit behind it is like a lot of people start off in like working in, in a certain industry but then they're like you know what i don't like this so i'm gonna go to this other industry and they just change their whole lane and it's kind of like the same thing with the pub brothers just at a bigger scale well, yeah, essentially it falls into the fact, like if you listen to a lot of these big influencers, a lot of the coaches out there, first thing they tell you to do is build your personal brand, right? So these guys built their yeah. personal brand. They got some eyeballs on them, right? In today's day and age, right, eyeballs equal dollars. I don't like it, but it's just the way it is, right? Most of the time, it's not about your talent or what you can do. If you don't have the eyeballs in there, it's not going to lead to these other opportunities that come. And you know, I kind of take my hat off to Logan and Jake Paul because they saw opportunity. They got the eyeballs on them, right? They got endorsement deals out there. They pivoted to another area they saw an opportunity in right now. And more eyeballs are coming in and the paydays are coming, right? So it's coming down to like, like every coach that I've ever worked with, every mentor I had always said, have your own personal core values. Live by those core values. Grow your audience. The bigger you grow your audience, the more opportunities arise. The more opportunities that you see, the more you can benefit from it in the long run, right? Me and Luigi at our advisory firm, we probably look at literally 15 to 20 different businesses every day, decide whether or not we're going to invest in them or bring them on as consulting companies, right? So, you know, it's the fact that we have Yeah, I can hear it. Yeah, I don't know what's going on over there. But, yeah, so opportunity, I mean, I most definitely I think I, I think it's the lovely streets of New York. <laughs> I think so. All right. So Sorry, you, guys. Do you edit these or no? No. Oh, so you're going to have to cut that out. <laughs> or you can just leave it. Yeah, man, it's all good. Okay. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> That's the difference between Austin, New York, and Winter Garden. There you go. <laughs> Got to love it. Yep. Man, I couldn't sleep at first when I moved to Florida. I opened the window and I didn't hear anything. It was the weirdest thing in the world. Where when you live in Manhattan, you hear the sirens, you hear the music, the people yelling, it's Friday, Saturday nights, the drunks on the street. But it's just crickets now. Like, I slept like a baby. <laughs> hey, Matt, you're onto something Dude, I about. Can't, I can't do that. You're, you're onto something about the pivoting, right? In, in business, you know, we always. Matt, Matt always gets tired when I say this to clients, but I, I say this probably 14 times a day. The way you do something is the way you do everything. So if you do figure out a formula, whether it's operations, whether it's scaling, whether it's just organizational structure, that can't that can be implemented through different sectors and different industries. So sometimes it's a natural pivot. Uh, I mean, like what Matt said earlier, this guy um, that you mentioned, the YouTube star, he's a big guy, he's athletic. That's a tough pivot, though, because he's getting into a field that is highly, highly specialized, right? Boxing, 
that's not something that you really want to take on unless you're really prepared because you could get really hurt. But if you're retail or manufacturing, I think the pivot is not as difficult as our, I think the, the biggest challenge to pivoting is that fear of the unknown, right? You know, if, if everyone wanted to take on a whole new industry, I don't think he would lack the skill because he's a very talented guy. It's always that fear of the unknown. You have to learn a new industry, learn a new trade. Yeah, and in my opinion, you know, a lot of people stay within that fear instead of breaking out of it, right? Um, and it's tough, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes, right? Um, it's always hardest to take that first step. It's always hardest to get to the gym that first day. Trust me, I know I have a lot of first days in my life. Right? <laughs> but once you get a little bit of momentum under your belt, you're going for three, four days to that gym. You're, you're already moving. You're not thinking, but you're just actively moving. Your muscle memory's back in place. It's a lot easier to go harder and faster. But sitting around and thinking about it and worrying about the fear of starting, I think is what holds a lot of entrepreneurs and just regular normal day people back. Yeah, man, it's just like getting uncomfortable, right? And, and going, just taking that first step. 100%, you gotta get but out of Irvin, your- Irvin, you know what happens? If you end up enjoying the habit of being uncomfortable, then being uncomfortable becomes comfortable. So it, like just yeah, like anything yeah. else, like if, if if the person doesn't like waking up in the morning, you wake up early in the morning for one week, you're you're accustomed to it. So you always have to kind of push yourself a little bit until you get to a point where the discomfort becomes a new comfort. Yeah, dude. I think once you get to like that place, like you can, I mean, you can do whatever you want. Like there's no nobody like stopping you and. And it's just, I think that's a very good place to be in. Like, if you just want to do something new, like, you just fucking do it. Like, that's it. You know what I'm saying? So, Irv, why don't we, let me ask you. So, when you decided to start Breakthrough Society, why did you start it? And were you a little bit nervous at first? Were you a little bit uncomfortable when your first couple episodes? Yeah, dude, for sure. Because, well, the reason I started it was because uh, I don't know if you guys listen to the to Andy's podcast, but that's like the very first podcast that I started listening to. Listening to the MFCEO uh, back in 2018, February 2018. Um, so I just really like it was the first one that I listened to, and right right away I was like, oh dude, this guy's a shit. Like he's fucking real. Like like this is it. Like <laughs> so I just stick to listening to that one, uh, and then I, I got into Gary Vee's um, podcast. And all his YouTube videos and stuff like that, but it's like put it's like the podcasting like helped me shift my mindset, so I know it can work for for other people that haven't listened to podcasts before. So I knew that with starting this, you know, I can help somebody down the line that at least one person you know that listens to it and just be like, oh shit, you know, like I never thought about this kind of thing, and. Uh, yeah, I was nervous. You know, I never done anything like this before with getting on Zoom calls or Skype or interviewing anybody or just being on it on other on other uh, shows. So it was super uncomfortable, but I knew that I was going to get better over time and I knew that it was going to help people over time. So I was like, well, fuck it. I mean, like I have all these pros, uh, pros 
right and not really any cons besides just me being nervous but it's like what the fuck like you know i'm just gonna do it so like i just so, took a, a huge leap so i have a i have a question for you before you start something new are you the type of person to write out all the pros and cons or are you just wanted to say fuck it let's do it and just go and you'll deal yeah. with everything as it comes yeah like that second option is, is more me like I'm like whenever I decided to to move to Austin, I mean I was thinking about it for almost a year, but just like in the back of my mind, like not really like deep thinking about it. And then I was talking to my dad one time because he wanted me to buy a house in Houston, and I was like, well, I don't know because I don't know if I want to stay there. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, well, I don't know. I just like Austin better. And he's like, well, if you're gonna move, uh, move before your clientele builds up more in in Houston. And I was like, you're right. And like that that time. That exact time I made the decision, we're like, fuck it, I'm just gonna move. What was this for, like, I don't have any business in, in Austin or anything. I have no reason to move. Besides, I just like you better than, than Houston. But I made the decision that day to to move, and everything else, I was just gonna figure it out. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same mentality, right? The more I think about things, it's kind of like a paralysis of analysis right once you start analyzing things and why they don't work you go down these rabbit holes and next thing you know you're like fuck this i'm not doing it in order for me to do something i say fuck it i decide very quickly we do it make a lot of mistakes i fall down a lot of the fucking time but i know how to get back up and the thing is the more you fall the easier it is to get back up all the time right what about luigi yeah. luigi's a little bit more analytical than i am so i do analyze things but I have to confess, I kind of like fixing things on the go because no matter how much you plan things out, until you're in the operations, in, you're in the muck of it, you're seeing how things work, how the flow works, it's easy to pivot as long as everyone has an open mind rather than planning because, you know, what's that old saying? Man plan, but God laughs. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that's why me and Luigi work so well together, right? Because I just take the ball and I fucking run with it. <laughs> and then Luigi's like, okay, next time we run that play, we got to go this way. We got to go left, not right, right. over the yeah, middle. Photo, yeah. <laughs> I do my homework. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he definitely watches the game film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what went right and what went wrong, you know? But I think that's what makes us have such a dynamic and great partnership, right? I see these big picture things and I, I seriously, I must fucking call Luigi up sometimes. He must be like, this kid's out of his fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> and then three months later, he's like, you know what? I think we can actually do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Irvin, you have to understand, I can't put reins on a thoroughbred, right? I got to let him run, run through the prairie and, you know, sometimes you're going to bump into a tree, sometimes he's gonna trip, sometimes he's gonna fly, right? But but you gotta let a thoroughbred run and then we'll figure it out, right? If, if the people have restraints, they're not gonna be open-minded, they're not gonna think, right? So I, I rather have 100 ideas and execute on two of them than have five ideas, right? Because it's sometimes in business, it's just a numbers game. Like look yeah. at marketing, look at marketing in 2021. You open up a business today, and I said, you can only market one place. It's over. You've got to do social media. You've got to do Facebook. You've got to do LinkedIn. You've got, you've got to do retail, brick and mortar, like where e-commerce, it never ends, right? You have to do everything. So sometimes it's just a matter of 
more is best. Yeah, like I think I think like the the way that that I'm like this, where it's just like fuck it, like I'm just gonna do it, is like I think I think Gary Vee put me in that mindset. Um, I would just like I just kept watching his videos and and he was just like, dude, like you're just like oh, you're overthinking it, right? Like he does a lot of Q and A, so like a lot of people just ask him like these kind of questions and he was just like, like you're overthinking it, like just make a decision on what you're gonna do. Like, unless you're going out of business or uh, uh what do you say like unless you're going out of business or you're gonna die or something like that like no decision is a bad decision right so it's like just make a fucking decision and just you know figure it out along the way like you know don't overthink stuff so i think that's that's where i get like that that uh like that's how i am just because of him i think no. Matt, Matt, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna psychoanalyze Irvin, and I'm telling you, he got a lot of that from the soccer pitch, and I'll tell you why, because in soccer, the better players don't think as much. You have to be instinctual, because if you're afraid to try something, you never develop that muscle memory. You try to, you try to do a scissor kick, the first ten times you're gonna look like a fool, but the eleventh time you're gonna be amazing. So by osmosis the better players are the ones that have had less fear. And I think that's why Irvin has excelled in soccer. That's why he's going to excel in business because he's willing to put himself in a position where he makes a mistake and the muscle memory triggers and it becomes habitual. Yeah. And I'm sure you're doing things in your daily routine that you don't even notice sometimes because it's just natural. It comes to you naturally at this point, because at the end of the day, like we were talking about before, you're not one of those people that is a paralysis of analysis, somebody that's always stuck in fear mode. You kind of like being uncomfortable a little bit. I, I bet it, I bet it puts a little smile on your face. It's kind of like, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah it was, it's like being in the room with fucking uh, the Million Dollar Mastermind or being at the Break Free Academy with all the Apex, like 140 people, like that first time I went. Uh, the apex live and it's like dude you walk in there i don't fucking know anybody and it's like dude like i feel i feel uncomfortable right like because i'm like shit dude like do i belong in here but uh, like you know you just you i kind of just get over it dude like i don't really think about it you know i just walk around and you know, Evan, so, what so are you talking about like, you had the best haircut in the in the room <laughs> yeah man but like at that time like i already knew people but but back in February, like that Apex live that we had, um, like I didn't, I didn't know anybody. I had just joined like two weeks prior. I knew maybe like Thomas. I knew like maybe two other people. That's about it. Everybody else out of the 140, I didn't even know. But you know, people kept coming up to me and be like, "Hey, you know, Irvin, Irvin, you know, because of Clubhouse and Instagram." And you know, I just got over it. But you know, I like I like being in that position. That's good, man. Dude, I'm happy. I'm happy to see you there. Finally put a face to uh, the voice or the, or the text that you put out there, man, because you're putting out some really good content, and I want you to keep doing it. My hat's off to you, man. Listen, while you have Luigi in here, you have any questions for us? Anything about your business that we could help you out with, where you want to go, podcast? I mean, we, we look at contract and construction, trade businesses all day long, and if there's anything we could ever do for you, you just let us know and say the word. Yeah, man. Well, like I, I know you were saying that that uh like with with the company you do a lot of like you look at a lot a lot of deals and you do 
uh, like financials and stuff like that. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, what I think one thing, yeah, one thing that's that I never really thought about of doing is uh is um what's it called like like getting uh like loans right because a lot of people don't get loans to build up their business you know but like I've been I've been like seeing it out there more that you know oh if you were to get you know uh, so much money like would this help your business out and that kind of just put me in a mindset of like like I mean is it bad to to get like a loan like a say like a fifty thousand dollar loan or a ten thousand dollar loan you know to help out the business like to to propel it like in the long run like I, I i never really grew up like my dad didn't take out any loan to do that he just kind of used his own profit and stuff like that over time to build it so i wasn't i wasn't ever exposed to that kind of like you know you get your loan to build a company faster type of deal um so i, I don't know like that that part of like the business or the or funding stuff like that like i like i'm i'm so new to that um, i don't know how i can use that to to help it you know urban i'm going to let matthew speak to this because he is the lending guru uh but there is one word that you used that defines this phase of your business and it's propel right so your business will continue to grow simply because you're a successful business person and you're a smart business owner um, but it's going to propel bootstrapping it. You know, the money you generate and the cash flow that you derive from your business will be reinvested in the business. Okay. So you're on a skateboard and it's going to continue going forward. But if you were on a rocket and you had a cash infusion, you can propel forward a little bit faster. And whether it's I'm not certain what you would need in your business. We haven't spoken at length, but whether it's uh, marketing or whether it's new hires or whether it's technology, however you can scale your business, obviously access to capital would propel it. Now, the one thing you always have to be respectful is is the cash flow of your business, right? You, you don't want to take on too much debt because your business can't absorb that, that debt service, but you also don't want too little because you can't propel forward, right? So it's always that Goldilocks zone. And I'm going to let Matt speak to that because he is the best when it comes to that sector. You know, Luigi is absolutely right. Um, and let's let's just go with his rocket ship, you know, analogy, right? We've could, let, 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 Let's look at money, credit lines, capital, right? All is one thing. It's gasoline for your business, right? It takes a lot less gasoline to put in a car than it does to propel a rocket ship. To the moon mm. now the car will get you yeah from here to california you're gonna have to fill it up a couple times to get there that rocket ship you're gonna fill it up it's gonna take you to mars these days is what they're saying right so it's a matter of how fast you want to go and grow now using leverage in any type of instance especially for your business because essentially getting a loan from a bank or a credit line from a bank right is leveraging other people's money for your benefit so using any type of leverage has to be done cautiously, right? Because leverage is like a hammer. You can beat somebody over the head with it, right? Or you could build a big, beautiful house, okay? If you use it properly and you build a big, beautiful house, it's great. But no matter what, I will tell you this, from working with over a thousand contractors and a thousand tradesmen out there, if you wanna grow and you wanna get commercial jobs and you wanna expand your business, you have to have that mindset and that picture 
in your head before you go. You don't just go take out a loan today just for shits and giggles to take it out because that's money you're paying back that's going to be out of your pocket. You're taking that money out with a game plan on how to use that money. And I promise you this, Irv, um, I don't know what your finances are, but if you're in a trade business, if you're in contracting or construction, most of the time you don't get paid when you take on larger jobs for 30, 60, and 90 days out, right? So yeah. when you're getting these larger jobs, right, you're actually paying for all the materials up front, you're paying for your crew, right? Essentially, your cash flow is dwindling down and dwindling down. So an option that we always say for tradesmen and contractors is to let's go look at a line of credit for you, right? That line of credit, if you use it, great. You can use it to get business, right? You have a game plan. If you don't use it and you land a bigger job, it's there to float you because you only pay interest on the money that you take back or use from it, right? So essentially... You can use other people's money to grow your business very big. Nobody out there uses all their own money to grow their business. It just doesn't happen. All these publicly traded companies, why did they go public? They wanted more money. Their investors wanted out, right? They sold their stock. They used that money. They had a strategy and a game plan. They took that capital and utilized it, right? Now, one problem that we see in the contracting space and the tradesman space is this. They don't want to take on loans or they can't take on loans, right? Or they can't get the right loans because when they first started, they kind of had a mindset like your dad, right? I'm never going to take money, so I'm not going to build my company properly when it is time for me to expand to get money at decent rates, right? So what they do is they just go through the motions and then one day they get this giant contract. They get a million dollar contract, right? It's great, but they're not getting paid for 60 days on that. It's 45,000 for them to get everything up front. Some of them have the money, great. Others are scrambling at the last minute. Why? Because they didn't prepare for a moment to have that contract, right? Now, when you take on money for the business, you should always look to expand. You know, somebody like you, I don't know what your actual role is in the company, but what we see a lot of contractors and, and people in the trades do is they're working in the business and not on the business, right? So essentially, where Luigi would come in, he could speak to you about operations, is try to remove yourself from the day to day, right? Hire more of a team around you, right? Create a true infrastructure. Get your company's financials set up right so when the day comes and you need to get that loan, all your ducks are already in a row, but more importantly, like anything else in life, sales cures all. By freeing up your time, by working in the business, you can go out, you can shake hands, get on more podcasts, right? Build relationships with people in your community, in the area that you service, which essentially could lead you to more business. And when that more business comes, you already set your company up because you have all the tools the infrastructure in place to take the ball and run with it. Yeah, like that's one thing that, I, that I'm like uh, working on right now. It's like you're saying is, is get myself out of the business of, work, of working in the business and working on the business instead. So like I think because like I told you that I've been seeing it lately and I'm like, well, I mean, you know, if, if I do get some kind of, you know, funding alone, you know, well, then I can use it to like buy another vehicle. Uh, equipment and then give that to my guy that I have in Houston 
and then start with him, like building a team around him, right? Because he's not the like the original, uh, like the the normal trades person that is just out looking for the paycheck. Like this guy wants to do shit right. He wants to be part of a like a good team. You know that's why he keeps jumping from company to company. So if I like strap him in, and and tell him like, yo, like we're gonna build a kick-ass team. Like I already talked about bringing in bringing him in full time, but like I don't have like another van to give him. I don't have like all these ladders to give him the tools and stuff like that. You know, so I think like that will really help me do that and then start building the team around him. That way I can stop going to Houston so often. You know, and then. Even if even if I don't work here in Austin, like I have that cash flow coming in from that team in Houston. Yeah, exactly. So you want to hire internally, right? Yeah. And you, you think he's somebody that you can trust and you can build a team around and he can help grow your yeah. company, right? So whether it's getting loans or it's growing, think about that st- structure of how you want to structure the company now, right? Because there's ways to give incentives that don't necessarily have to be cash up front to these people or more money, but they, we can structure something where Luigi's great at this, where out of the Houston team, if he's running that team, you can give him a X percentage of profits, right? Mm-hmm. To make him feel like he owns that part of the company. He's out there working for you as well. Now your yeah. responsibility to him is to go get him a truck, get him the ladders, get him the tools. You supply that. Right now, you're giving him everything to succeed, plus a bonus on top of what he's doing. If he's not motivated at that time to build a team around you, that's not the right guy. But from what you're saying, it sounds like he would be the guy to take the ball and again run with it. Yeah, yeah, he's he was raised like the way that I was raised. His dad was also an electrician, his dad taught him like the values of if you're going to go to customer's house, like you have to leave there. You got to leave the place better than how you found it. You know, like, don't, like, tear you up and do shit just to get paid or go to the next job. You got to take your time. You got to make sure this shit is right. You know, you got to take pride in your work, stuff like that. And you don't see that with, the, you know, with just any other tradesperson looking for a job. It's yep. rare. Yeah, so that's, like, the thing that, that I'm in right now is, like, trying to figure out how to do that. So whenever I go to like these, like the, you know, Apex events or these masterminds, stuff like that, like these guys can just keep working. So they're just still re- uh, generating that, that cash flow coming in. And then slowly I'm going to start building the, the Austin um, team, but probably just the teaching somebody, you know, so having somebody shadow me and then building it that way. Irvin, I'm going to take, um, a little bit of what you said, a little bit of what Matt said, and I'm going to expand on it a bit. If you take a look at the larger contractors in this country, I mean, who does the big jobs, bridges, tunnels, um, uh, skyscrapers? It's always the same handful of companies. And it's not because their yeah. tradesmen are better. It's because their corporate structure is better. So kind of sleep on that tonight. Yeah. yeah yeah like i get i get what you're saying because like this guy he he works full-time he has worked full-time for all these other companies right building like commercial buildings and and that's all they do is just like the huge projects yeah but like you're saying like he keeps jumping from company to company because like all, all these other his co-workers of all these companies like their shit like they got 
nine months in the business and they think they fucking know everything. And it's like, he doesn't like being around that type of thing. And it's like, dude, like, um, I got my licenses, all my licenses at age 23, which is unheard of in the, in the electrical trade. And it's like, and like, I still, like, I, I still don't think I'm shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have much more to learn. So it's like, this is different with the, are you saying with the trades people? So yeah, like, that's just what I've been, I've been learning from him. <laughs> Listen, well, I, I think I think in any trade, there's always somebody that's smarter, better, bigger, stronger, faster. So it's we're always learning. You know, we, we could be 90 years old and we're always going to be learning new techniques, different yeah. techniques. I think that's the biggest challenge when you get to, let's say, our age. You know, we're a little bit older than you, Irvin. The, 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 the challenge we have, and we're very, very open to different ideas, is that you kind of get set in your ways. You get a little bit comfortable. So I love the fact that you're like a sponge, right? Any, any new activities, any new methods, you're open to it. But as you get a little bit older, a little bit longer in the tooth, you get set in your ways. So that's the challenge as businesses and firms evolve is you don't want that, that um, you don't want to calcify. You always want to keep that open mind. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, so I mean, for example, not that it was a construction trade or a tradesman, so to speak, but we had this dentist that's an awesome woman. She's out of California and she came to us. We started working with her. She originally just came to us for a loan. However, we wound up doing some consulting for her. Um, we're helping her buy the building now that she works in, another, another dental practice, and we're setting up a hygienist school for her all within the last six months. And the reason we're able to help her do this it's because she wants to grow. And Irvin, you want to grow too, my man. I can see it in you. You're doing, you're making all the right moves too. Um, sometimes we find in our business that we come across some people that are not in growth mode anymore, right? Me and Luigi like to work with people in growth mode because me and him are always in growth mode. How are we going to expand? What could we do next on our business? So it's very delightful to work with entrepreneurs, right? That are in that mode as well. You know, it's, it's, it's really one of my true passions, right? It's planning out, strategizing, but more importantly, helping execute and getting things done. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's, that's definitely like one thing that I've, I've been like trying to, you know, like figure out for these past couple of months is, is is all that shit it's just grow you know because like i just kind of been skating along these past few years um and i think now like this year definitely like it's time like with these like uncertain times like it's it's definitely time for me to to grow and actually start building like luigi said like a, a corporate like structure not a corporate company but just like that structure was a solid foundation exactly you know we could talk more Listen, you have my number, man. We're, we're, we're running in the same circles. More than happy to help you off this, speaking about it. But, you know, um, I, I know you I know you're on a time constraint and you want to close out the show. Is there anything else you want to get to before we get going? Uh, I mean, just so the, the listeners, man, I mean, we talked about pretty much what, what uh, your business does and what you guys do. So just tell them where they can find you. Matt, you're the spokesperson, Matt. I am? <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, so our, our company, Shield Advisory Group, um, you can find us at shieldadvisorygroup.com, social media, Shield Advisory Group. You can find me at Matthew R. Meehan on Instagram. Um, if you guys have any questions on anything, whether it's from corporate structure to getting your business funded to actually selling or acquiring businesses, we're here to help. I sold my investment. Uh, my, my investment bank on Wall Street to my partners back in 2015. Prior to that, you know, I, I spent the better part of two decades there. Luigi's backgrounds in everything from architectural school, law school. Um, he's probably done more real estates in Manhattan than anybody else that I know personally. And let me tell you, that's a lot. So we can do everything from review contracts to set up a simple S Corp or an LLC to leveraging other people's assets to get you to propel farther. So guys, if you want to have any questions, either hit me up on Facebook, you can find me on Instagram at Matthew R. Meehan, or just go to our website, shieldadvisorygroup.com. Irvin, before you close out the room, we need a prediction from you. Champions League final, who's gonna win? <laughs> uh, Man City, I think, I think. I think it's going to be tough for them because in the Premier League, Chelsea has won. Past couple of times they've gone head head, but I don't know, man. I want Man City to win. <laughs> I think I think they got it in the bag. They're not going to let that. What Viola's golden touch? Let's see if he's got it. Yeah, they've got so many. Uh, they've won so many trophies this season, so I don't think they're going to let this one slip. All right, thanks for the prediction, Irvin. It's been a yeah. wonderful pleasure. <laughs> Good luck with the podcast and with business. Thank you so much for awesome, listening, man. Yeah, we're here for yeah. you, brother, if you need anything. Hey, by the way, do me a favor. After you get this recording, can you email it over to me? Yeah. Thank sure. you. Appreciate it, bro. Like the, like the video, right? Yeah, the video. Okay. Yeah, All right, man, thanks, I'll man. Do that. All right, Appreciate thanks it. you guys for coming on. Awesome. Have a good one. All right, likewise. Peace.